and welcome back. Episode number 61 of the New York Pages podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Brett Anluka. An emergency episode, man, did we not expect this so soon? Tarasenko and Mikola joining the Rangers. Um, yeah, this this was masterclass by Jury. We're going to get all to it. And uh, yeah, enjoy. And welcome back, Brett Luca. We definitely did not expect this for some time. How's it going? Not even a Monday. <laughs> it's going good. It's going well. It's going very well. I mean, right. yeah, that this was definitely unexpected. Heck, I, I was looking up uh, all the stats, like looking to trade deadline uh, to talk about this Sunday, and nope, just. Yeah, I, I really thought there was going to be something this past Monday, just because I kind of figured by some of the talk that Drury was going to want to make a move not right at the deadline uh, this time. So I, I kind of I, I kind of was feeling like this Monday was going to do something, but it's a uh, breaking news on a Thursday. It's actually my brother's, uh, my twin brother's birthday today. So happy birthday to them. And they were very psyched when I called them like, you won't believe what just happened because uh, they don't have smartphones, so I knew I'd be breaking the news. And they're like, oh, no, not not Kane. And I was like, no, no, not Kane. They're like, oh, did we overpay for Meyer? And I was like, no, 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 it's not that either. They're like, what other trash player did we overpay for? I was like, no, 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 guys, it's great news. <laughs> we got Tarasenko, and you won't believe how little we actually gave up for him. So pretty amazing. Um, it's, it's wild. I, there, there's a few things. Um, I was on a plane from Nashville to JFK. And when I landed, that's so I had 39 text messages. And I was like, wait a minute, what is going on? And I didn't even like put two and two together because it's like NBA tra- trade deadline day. So like all of the stuff this morning was about like Kevin Durant going and then all yeah. of the crazy stuff going on in the NBA right now. So I wasn't even thinking that that was going to possibly happen already today. Um, obviously, the initial prognosis, everyone was looking at it, were like, this is a fleece job by jury. Um, but I also think that it's not our, we have to actually really look at it and be like, I think we got very lucky in the sense that Tarasenko had to have, uh, implemented his no trade clause. There's no way this deal doesn't get done without him really getting Doug Armstrong's balls and advice, uh, with, by saying, I'm only going to like them or them, you know what I mean? That, and I think that's really what ended up helping us a tremendous obviously to keep the cost down. I, I can't believe Crab wasn't uh wasn't a part of this deal. I really thought or when Jones. it first came out. Yeah, or Jones, but I I was feeling more crab, honestly. I was thinking that that would be a a logical place for him to land. I was thinking it's like this has got to be crab in a first. And like I'm like, I'll accept that, but don't love that. But now I mean it just gives us so more keeping those two guys keep gives us so more uh so many more options. And honestly, with Mikulov coming in too, it's not we don't even have that many gaps to really fill. And now we're looking at like, all right, do we pick up Mott again? You know, for a fourth line. We uh, have the cap space. Mott would, I think, Mott so, would be a perfect, absolutely perfect addition again to this team. Um, and and the nice part about it is like, they, Mott's not going to cost much. He's you know what I mean. He so he, wouldn't, he didn't cost that much last year. Lieber Hayek, if he gets claimed, um, or or no, if he clears, there'll be a little over one million in cap space. That can grow to one point six million. And let's say if you trade for Mott, then yeah. maybe you you could send what's his name? I I can never pronounce his name. Blashenshin. 
Lecision. Lecision. You can maybe Lecision. send him with him with a with a pick for Mott. Yeah. Yep. There's, I mean, there's, there's there's plenty of room to get Mott in. That's that, that's, yeah, all, that's it, all we gotta say. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you start projecting out these lines with that, I'm looking at this right now, and I'm I'm trying hard not to get aroused because we got. Yeah, Panarin, Zip, and Tarasenko, which is like one of the most legit first lines now in the game. Then you got the kid line, Lafayette, Kako. And this is the line that I really would love to see happen is Kreider, Trocek, and then Kratzov. I think those three can absolutely cook. And then listen to this shutdown line of Mott, Goodrow, and VC. Like that's the fourth line you could put out there when you need somebody to be like, yeah, we need shutdown late game minutes to, to go out there. That's a fourth line. Not the fourth line that we had this last game who looked so utterly lost. And I'm like, why are these people out here? That's a line you could believe in. And I'm looking at that. I'm like, there's there's not a weakness in that lineup. That lineup sounds like no. a, a yeah. real cup contender. Mott is also uh, 1.3 million in cap it. So perfect. It's perfect. Not, and it's not even a full like we're not getting the full 1.3 you know what i mean it's probably gonna be yeah what like six point something or whatever at this point or maybe five point something i'm good at math guys yeah no they could they could they could de- they could definitely do something like that it, it like after this trade like you look at it initially like okay that's probably it all the caps eaten up that's it and then you look after uh at cap friendly like hey we we still potentially have like a bit over 1 million here. We, we could get that fourth line guy that we want. It, it's yep. incredible. It's exactly yeah. what we wanted. We wanted a top six forward. We wanted a bottom six forward and we wanted a, um, a bottom pair defenseman. Yep. All in one. Yeah. One foul swoop. And I, I, I see some people saying, and he, they, and he got rid of blood and he got rid of blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. in one move. And one, yeah. Yeah. No, it's incredible. Uh, I do see some people saying that they'd like to have another defenseman backup. And, and it's not that I don't think that maybe isn't the worst idea, but honestly, I don't think the Rangers think that way. Cause I think they were already comfortable with Harper. And so now bringing in Amikola. This, this is my thing. <laughs> you want an eighth defenseman? You know what I mean? It's like, come on. Like, I, 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 what, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I get it. Like you want, you want extra depth, but like, that's, I mean, like, Unless they do something with Harper, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I can't. It's one thing, though, if we, overkill. it's one thing, though, if we didn't need uh, uh, a fourth, not fourth line center, uh, fourth line center, maybe fourth line win- uh, winger. Like, yeah. maybe then you could say, okay, throw in another depth defenseman. But if we need that and we only have cap to do one, you might as well do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, the, the value we would get out of a player like Mott or Gabrikov, who I know somebody else was talking about as well, the value you get out of a guy like that is going to be way more than you're going to get out of another seventh, eighth defenseman. That doesn't make any – like, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's not that I don't get it because I do understand being, like, uh, not believing in Harper being that guy, but the Rangers believe he's that guy to be that seventh defenseman. I think they even thought he was the sixth defenseman, but now Mikla is showing up. We're – we're looking good there too. And I think that's how the Rangers are going to feel about it. I, I don't think they feel they need to add any more defensively. So yeah, if we're making any moves, it, it's going to be fourth line winger, a guy like Mott for sure. I'm kind of shocked that they went after another sixth defenseman because after that Harper extension, again, I wanted them to get a bottom sixth defenseman. I didn't believe Harper would be good enough in the playoffs, but I, I thought the Rangers believed that he would be able to solidify that bottom pair. So I was kind of shocked that Mikola was in there. 
Yeah, especially especially with just I mean the the nothing that we gave up. I mean a conditional fourth and a, the, the conditional worst of the first, first round picks and the worst of the first round picks too. Yeah, I mean and Dallas is man, they're a damn good team. It's a, it's gonna be a fun little race to see like who whose pick are they actually gonna get? I really don't know because like both of us could go deep playoff playoff runs. It literally and, might it, it it literally could be pick number thirty one or thirty. You know what I mean? Like it could be pick thirty two for all we know. I mean honestly, yeah. yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be 32, but I'm saying those two picks literally could be 32 and 31. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I see some people talking about uh, – they look at Tarasenko's stats, and you're like, oh, man, 10 goals. Man, is that really – is he really that good? Is he really that guy? Yeah, he is. He's playing on a – he's having a slow year with a trash team with, with less than ideal line mates, and there is zero doubt in my mind that you put him with – a guy like oh, Panarin and Zip, oh, he holy. is gonna light it up. Um, I just, hey, I up? just, I just, I just had a. I, this is this is the fun part about doing it on a day where the trade actually happens. I haven't even had time to think about what the power play is gonna look like. Oh man, yeah, neither did I actually. Yet. Like, um, we he's a lefty shot, is he not? Yeah, he is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, he has the shot to make it work, even though it's not a one-timer. Yeah, that's but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, so now, ooh, this is gonna be fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. I no, wonder. I just started thinking about that. I'm really, really curious to see what that's gonna look like. Because no, you know, I mean, like, and it's not even like it, it's not like I know that like Galan, he he probably will. He yes, you know, he might not do it right away. Um, but I feel like the power play hasn't been lights out to the point where you have to at least put them on and and see what I, I think. Uh, Trocheck might be the guy off. Oh, he should he should be. I mean, I'm not even trying to be a, a Trocheck hater or anything like that. But he's he's definitely he's not really added anything to that power play. He's not really added a lot, you know, overall right Agreed. now. I I I think he's gonna I think he's gonna bounce back. I think he's underperforming and undershooting right now. But still, what a perfect excuse. And what a perfect time to push Gallant to try something different than adding Tarasenko. Um, I mean, frankly, I'd be totally fine if we just beep up the power play too and we actually give them more time because there's more depth there too and, and putting Heedle in uh, power play one. But, I, you know, I, I just don't think that Gallant still doesn't trust him the same way. But now you have a legit vet all-star like Tarasenko coming in. Yeah, I wonder if we do see an immediate shakeup. That would be really fun. And, and guys, do you, know, do you know what the Rangers just did? What they added, they added a guy who's won a cup before. There you, know? you go. You know, this, this, this <laughs> and we have two cup winners on always, our team now. I know, <laughs> I know. You know, they they always talk about it. They always talk about it. Yep. And usually, like that guy is like a like a lunch pail guy. Uh, yep. But you know, yeah, this guy uh, it's a little different. It um, is a little different. Uh, yeah. uh, one th- one thing I just want to tie up, just in case anyone else is curious and and about the ten goals and twenty nine points right now in the garbage team that he's on, is just keep in mind that just last year he played seventy five games, scored thirty four goals, forty eight assists for eighty two points in seventy five games. So it's not like this is three years ago that he's removed from a good season. Just last year he was putting up great numbers. So do not be if anyone's afraid of that ten goals right now. Do not be afraid of it. The line mates change the scenery. A real competitive team. Um, he's going to be lights out for us. I like, just bet on it, guarantee it. Uh, when we do our betting corner thing uh, later this week, I'm going to have some Tarasenko bets going on uh, for the upcoming games. But 
man, I cannot wait for Friday. I'm so glad they're playing right away too. What what I also like, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, no, you. Jumping real quick, you know, just to jump on what he you just kind of talked about with the lack of production, so to speak, right now for Tarasenko. You know, he's got ten goals after coming over from the was it the Panthers last year. Yeah, from the Panthers, Frank Vitrano had eight goals, five assists, and thirteen points or four thirteen points in twenty two games. That was Frank Vitrano playing with Mika and Kreider for a lot, a big portion of that. That's yep. not Vladimir Tarasenko. Like, yep. I think that if we look at it, like, now obviously it's really impossible to to truly gauge what a player is going to do when he goes to any new city or any new team. There's so many different variables. Who, who knows? It's, it, it's going to work. It's exciting because you would hope that it should work on paper. But, but, I mean, you look at what Vitrano did last year, like, I, I, man, I, I, it's hard not to see, not to hope and envision that, Tarasenko could do something similar to it, or even you know, far I, exceed it. Oh, I'd say I'd say more. Yeah, if like a guy like Frank Petrano can get a bump like that uh, moving over the deadline, it 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 always stands to reason that Tarasenko is going to do that and more. Uh, and like I said, he's not like yeah. he's it's not like he's three four years removed, and it's not like he's a 34, 35 year old guy. Yeah. It's not like he's Kane, where it's like his game is actually falling off. Like and he's it's just falling off. Yeah, his hips falling off. Yeah, he just turned 31 in December. So, like, he's still in a good, meaty part of his career. He's not an old few, guy, an old name, you know. A few things to think about. Instead of instead of drafting him, the Rangers could have had him. But do you guys remember who they drafted? Yeah, 2010, Dylan McElrath. McElrath, yeah, yeah. Dylan McElrath. Yeah. And I remember like watching it and I was so, I was just mad because I really wanted Cam Fowler who went one pick behind him or the Russian winger uh, who was Tarasenko, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, man, this is, uh, this is exciting. No, I mean, I mean, I was just waiting. I, I like, I was so stunned because I'm like, wait, what? It's a Thursday. We're like, what, two weeks before the trade deadline? Like, it was so unexpected. And then I, I know, like, Tarasenko was obviously the major part in this deal. But regarding uh, Mikola, I believe that's how you pronounce his game. As you see uh, from his stats, he hasn't played great this season, but the two years prior defensively, he's been great. Uh, it, it's nice to see, though, like, Usually a lot of teams are like, well, he hasn't played great this year, so you don't want to touch him. But what Drury's done now is that his value is a bit lower than all these other bottom six defensemen because of that. But Drury's smart enough to know, well, he's playing on a garbage team, right? And his past two years have been great. So you could get him for pennies on the dollar, and it's most likely going to work out. And it's just an incredible trade. Absolutely. Adding him as a sweetener into that deal is just like amazing. It's exactly what we needed. And just to throw a couple stats, uh, analytics uh, at the at the crowd here. Um, so, yeah, this year, which is his worst defensive year percentile rank. Uh, this is a, a evolving hockey stats here. Um, 27th percentile rank. Not good. But you look at his <clears throat> his uh, goals above replacement. Uh, even strength defense, he's still hovering right at zero right now. And this is a bad year. You go back uh, just a year before his defensive percentile ranks bumping up to 66 and he has positive uh, goals above replacement, both expected and actual. Um, and his, his shorthanded defense is actually very strong too. Um, so he is 
you know, a solid defender. I think he's definitely an upgrade against Harper and the stats bear that out. And again, like Tarasenko, his if you're looking at his stats or his analytics, you know, they're a little underwhelming, but they're not pointing to somebody that is a bad player. They're just a player playing on a bad team right now. Um, Luca, you had some stuff about uh, about how he was playing too um, that you were talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah, the uh, you know, I just like everyone, especially it's it's kind of tough to uh, you know we don't watch all of these teams. Obviously, it's impossible to because they're all played pretty much at the same time. So yeah. I've never heard of this guy. So you you, you know, and so you go to uh, like you know Frank Saravelli, who obviously posted an article that he had written just a week ago about. Um, about Mikola, uh, and Sarah Valley kind of basically broke it down and like broke down the positives and negatives. And obviously, I'm going to paraphrase the entire article. Go read it. Obviously, uh, you know, if you're and you want more info on him, um, but he basically just broke down like in his own defensive zone. He's very reliable. His keeps his gaps at a good distance. Um, but when he's in a neutral zone, is probably where you'll see more. Uh, the gap integrity is not as good as it is in the neutral zone. But all in all, he's a decent, solid defenseman that can move pretty well, especially for a guy who's big. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, he's a sixth defenseman. So it's not like he's going to come perfect. You know what I mean? He's, it's not like we're adding Ray Bork, um, you know. Uh, but I think that it's a really, really solid addition. And regardless, now it, the fact that they were able to do it and only gave up Blay – and Skinner in Skinner. terms of actual players. Yeah. Um, you're you're not you just not only did you make yourself stronger, you made yourself deep, which is something that we all you know, you always hear come, you know, May and then late into June. You need depth. And by not giving away any like actual roster players, because let's face it, Blay wasn't really playing that much to begin with, without giving up prospect or you know uh, actual players on the roster, you made yourself very deep. Um, and I don't think they're done. I think they will go after that fourth, fourth line player. I think it'll be, I think it'll be Mott. I think they really liked Mott and they just couldn't, you know, make it work in the summer. Um, I think it'd be really good. And it makes sense to go after Mott again, because he fit, he played well with every, you know what I mean? Like they already know they're like the variable of the guy coming over, sitting in New York, is not going to, you know, you you know that he played well before you. Not even just not, not even a year ago. So, I think it'd just be stupid not to, especially if they are looking to do it. You know, I think he's the number one and only guy. Yeah, I mean, Mott is just like the ideal fourth line guy. I mean, he's just an energizer bunny out there. I mean, he's so good on the fourth line, it makes you think that you should play him up in the lineup, but you shouldn't. You should yeah. always play him on the fourth line. Don't make him do something he's not. As a fourth-line guy, though, he is perfect. He's like the prototype, ideal fourth-line guy that you can count on to play shutdown minutes and to ride spark and even get that puck into the offensive zone and keep it there, too. He's good at doing that as well. I mean, I just I, – Canucks are kind of like a secondary team for me. And, um, I, you know, so I, I've watched a fair amount of him playing, and he was always that guy that you're just like – Man, I love that guy. When we when I found out we got him last year, I was over the moon. I mean, more over the moon than you typically are for adding a fourth line grinder guy. But he's he's my like you know every coach has their their little fourth line guys that they love way too much. Um, yeah. If I, if I was a coach, Mott is my that's my guy for sure. Yeah. Um. Oh, go ahead. 
No, I'm just I'm just trying to look up his stature. I, I thought for a second, I, I didn't know how long he's played in the NHL for. Because again, like Lucas said, all all the teams are scheduled at the same time because NHL master class. I, I was just wondering how long he's been in the NHL for. I was wondering, was he? I don't think he. I did. I did not think he was there for St. Louis's final. But I'm like, oh, maybe that's why they won because he won. But no, no, no. He's uh, he's only been in the league, I believe, two or three years. Yeah, a couple years. Yeah. And anyone he's only who's... 26 years old. He's not that old. Yeah, no, no, he's not that old at all. Uh, and anyone that's thinking like I, I saw tweets before, like, oh, maybe we could even get Barbashev. It's it can't work. It I mean, I don't want to say it's impossible because it will literally happen because I said it's impossible, but it, it's basically impossible. The Rangers have only a ima- uh, good amount to maybe add a guy with 1.5 million and Barbashev, I believe, is I think three or four, if I'm not mistaken. And even if they retain, it doesn't matter. It's going to cost way too much. While other teams are going to be willing to pay a bit more because that's going to be their main centerpiece uh, addition for the trade deadline. Uh, yeah, I, I was just never like I wanted Barbashev with Tarasenko, but it was just like it was never realistic because our main guy we were trying to get is Tarasenko. So we'll, we're willing to bring in all the assets for him. Right. But um, I, I don't know what team is going to be interested in Barbashev, but whatever team that is, they're going to pay a hell of a lot more because that's their centerpiece. So it, it was just, and also he, he doesn't. Does, does he have a no trade clause? I don't believe so. I can check right now. I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm I want to say that, that changes everything. I think we just saw. You know, I want to say no because who the hell gives a third liner a no trade clause? But you know, yeah, it does happen. <laughs> <laughs> There's one on our team. <laughs> but oh, so you know what? Actually, it's good. It's good to mention that because I, I, I was. Seeing also this as well, like there's this thing where a positive and a negative about a specific thing can't coexist. Uh, It's just a notion. A lot lot of people just, you know, Barkley Goudreau is a player you want as your fourth line center if you're going for a cup. Yeah. Is it 3.6 million? No. No. But for when he's here, for at least this year, he's gonna be amazing and let me say i he's especially with the way he was playing i do not see how he's not one of the cap casualties uh in the offseason yeah like he's great for his role like yes sorry no 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 continue sorry um yeah you got no i I was just saying like i'm not saying he stinks as role. hell he's he's one of the best at what his role should be yeah, and and he's the type of guy you want in your Stanley Cup team on your fourth line. Absolutely. But unfortunately, the Rangers got him at a wrong time after he's won, which now he's worth way more. The whole point is to find those guys before him, which they did with Jimmy VC, which was terrific. Um, so this year, like, he, he's going to be uh, an incredible player for the Rangers if he's that fourth line center again. Like you said, if they get Mott, Goudreau, and VC. That's one serious shutdown line. Yeah, that 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 could really be a nightmare for teams. Oh, absolutely. And hold on, I'm just looking at Barbashev here. Um he doesn't have he doesn't have any, doesn't? any no trade no, no move clause now. He's nothing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. He's two point two point two five. Only two five. Even then, even if you can make the cap work, the assets aren't going to work because someone's going to be willing to trade a lot more for him. Well, and, and here's kind of the idea that I wanted to float by you guys here uh, as well and why I wouldn't want to go after Barbershop. First off, I don't think it's necessary. I think I think this team is ready to roll and cook and make a deep playoff run 
and contend with this lineup. I really do. Um, but the excellent part about not giving up our assets, uh, our, our top assets, is that we still do have Kratzov, who I, I, I really want to keep. To me, we're not going to be improving on Kratzov. Um, we need to re-sign him. He's going to be cheap, and that guy is good. And I'll go to my grave saying that. I don't know if the Rangers are going to do that, but I think that's what they should do. But then we also have Zach Jones, who I just don't see room for uh, uh, us on the defense for him to be able to come in and another small puck-moving defenseman. But I think a lot of teams would like him. So what I would think I would they should be searching for is to trade up on our first, trade our first and Jones to move up in the draft. Um, I think that's how we should use that asset. Um, and Jones, I think, is going to be a good NHL player. But it's like, you know, if we didn't have Adam Fox, maybe that would be a totally different story of how we would think about and, and use him. But I don't think he's going to be cracking into our lineup anytime soon. And he needs to get a move on in his career because he's, he's starting to perform in AHL. Well, actually, something I, I totally forgot I wanted to mention before. Uh, I want to hear your guys' thought on this. People are saying this is essentially redemption for the Butch Nevich trade. Do you take this as a whole separate thing, or do you – I don't know. Well, look at what do you think. I mean, I take it uh, – look, I've been a pretty staunch def- – I've been one of the staunch defenders of Drury. Um, I, I think this is a great deal. I think he did great work at last at, at the last deadline. Um, I mean, it just we just talked about it for like a few minutes. The Barkley Goudreau contract never bothered me. I never bothered me for one second. The years, the term, it, it didn't bother me, and I I just don't. I understand like three point six is, is a decent amount, but I still think he's just such a freaking useable player. You know just versatile player that you can use in so many different situations. Uh, so I, I, I've been a, a fan of it, a fan of him. Obviously the Bushnevis trade, it's an L like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. but talk to any GM, talk to any talent evaluator. No one is batting a thousand in that scenario. You know what I mean? We're in that uh, world. So yeah, it's a rough first thing to shove into your face. It is. But I, I, I just, I dare for anyone to say or to be like, you know what? Since then, have you been have you been upset? I, I really am curious. He, actually, yeah, no, Brett. Um, to answer your question, have I, have I been upset? I, no, that that was the that was the worst thing. I, I don't think uh, I don't think the Georgia signing was was necessary or the right move. Um, <laughs> I, I could agree with you on out, that. You know, yeah. but I, I wasn't I wasn't upset about it. I was like, all right, you know. Um, I guess I don't see it as redemption uh, necessarily because I still think if you don't make that trade, we're a better team. And then we don't have to make this Tarasenko trade because we already have that guy in the right wing there. And a guy that already has chemistry with Zib. And it's also, he's not a rental. He's a guy that's just on our team. So I still think that would be an ideal situation. Like we could go back like this is a great trade. I'm not trying to bring up Booch and do, but but you did. And you're asking the question. That's fine. Um, I still think it would have been better for us to have, to have kept Buchnevich and and rolled that and trusted the process a little bit longer, let Heedle be this the, the second center. I think that would have been ideal. But this makes it so much easier to swallow now. I don't feel as compelled to complain about it. Um, but if you're going to ask about does it totally redeem it, it's like 90% of the way there for me. You know, uh, no, I'm not going to say that. I'll leave it at that. I'm going, I'm going into the hypotheticals now. I'm like, this is stupid. 
going yeah, down a rabbit hole. Like here, the first step yeah. is like something, it kind of makes sense. But then like, once you get to the second step of hypothetical and then the third and the yeah. fourth and the fifth. It's... Yeah, no, I was just like, there, there's, there's, I'm just, yeah, it's just, you know, not, it's not, not worth it at that, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and, and Vince um, Sagliano did ask Chris Jury, like, are you looking for anyone else? Uh, I'm trying to look at the quote here. So like, obviously do not misquote anything. Um, my phone is an absolute mess. Um, it, it was basically the lines that they they would look into stuff. Um, paraphrasing here, obviously, yeah, it, it, they were going to be looking into stuff. I don't think I don't think they're done. I think they're going to get that fourth line winger or fourth line center, whatever it is. Um, and then yeah, but everything else, it, it's done. This is this is the team we have to make a cup run. So, do you guys think this team can win a cup? Absolutely. 100%. This team could win a cup even without this just because of Shesterkin and the top-end talent that we have in this team and the way that the kids are developing. They could have done if it Hindle anyway. Keeps doing, if, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. I mean, we, we, we've, you know. Ooh, we, oh, yeah, my gosh. We didn't even we, say this. He clearly listens to the podcast because he listened to Brett. I know. <laughs> he listened about that um, backhander. I know. Yeah. That was wild. Uh, sorry, what were we saying, Luca? I don't even know anymore. No, <laughs> I mean, like, the, the, the way, the, I mean, like, the way that, like, especially, like, the way that the kids are trending. I mean, Kako's been playing good all year. He just hasn't found, like, the scoring touch. Um, but, like, let's face it. All three of the kids are all having career years. It's not the career we want for Lafreniere yet, but all three of them are going to have, uh, like, the most points, obviously. And, obviously, at a certain point, you know, they're all so young that like each year could be a career year. Um, it's like kind of when like Kreider scored like his 30th goal last year, it's like every goal was a career high after that. Um, right. Like, you know, he was at 19 goals already. Uh, Kako's, you know, he, he, he hasn't been scoring, but he's been actually, you know, making plays and, and feeding players and getting assists. Uh, and Lafreniere has been just kind of getting goals in weird spots the past few days yeah uh so you know man I th things are trending up and it's, it's just really 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 good time right now to be a ranger fan absolutely yeah and, and so that's my answer too is yes 100 this is a cup con contending team now I, I think before it was a little bit of a stretch before we did this but it could happen between the talent we had in chesty like i was saying he gets hot man good luck to anybody um but now you look at the, the projected lines you can start playing around them and this team looks deep it looks talented it looks tough like we're also a tough team now too. Like we kind of have a little bit of everything, um, and so yeah, this is a legit cup contender. If I was, if I was other cup contending teams, I'd be damn worried about the Rangers now. And it's been a while since I felt that way. Uh, the Rangers on Instagram just tweeted, or just tweeted on Instagram, just uh, had a post. It's Panarin holding his dog, Mister Rizzy, and it says, uh, "Bread and Rizzy, see you soon, uh, Tarasenko." Uh, and it's a weird, just little photo of Panarin getting a thumbs up. So nice. This I mean, is going to be fun. I'm just looking at the teams here. Which one could just? I mean, I'm looking at every team, and I'm saying they have a chance. They have a chance for them. The only one, I mean, we're probably if we would, we probably wouldn't even meet them until the Eastern Conference Finals. Obviously, is the Bruins that kind of be slaying the dragon kind of, but. I'm not, well, you know, I'm not so worried. I'm not so worried about them, honestly, because like I, I, um, 
I mean, they're not as hot. As oh no, no, don't get me wrong. I think they could they're, beat them, but they're they're the they're the yeah they're, they're the, the top they're, dog. They're the top dog in the East, yeah, for sure. But uh, I think we match up pretty well with them, honestly. Now and and frankly, Allmark, I think is like overperforming and due to regress. So I don't uh, I don't know how I was just gonna. That was the only thing I was gonna say about them is I just don't know if what he's doing is sustainable throughout the playoffs because that's a different beast. Um. I mean, I'm sure we have some people inside the rink that would beg to differ, but I completely, you know. We should talk I to don't them soon. That, I don't know. We should. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a good uh, – I don't know. Do you guys have anything else? Yeah, no, but we should. We should get somebody on uh, from inside the rink from Boston. be great. Um, one thing I wanted – one more thing is is what – and then we'll – then we're off. What are your projected lineups now? Because – I was thinking about this. Obviously, I'd want Panarin, Sabanajad, Tarasenko, the kid line, then Kreider, Trocek. And then the question was, is who would fit that spot? Now, if it's not Kraftsoff because of reasons, if... Then Gautier. I, so here's the thing. I, I'd first try Gautier. But the thing is, is you look at the mold of Kreider and Trocek, how they're like more of in-your-face players, crash the net type of thing. Maybe you'd want a player like them. Like usually if it's a top six uh, line, you kind of want different uh, skill sets. But like with a third line, you want to have it as an identity line, if that makes sense. So if you like a person like VC, I, I don't know, like if they get Mott, then I, you know, you, you put... VC, Mott, and Goudreau on the fourth line. I don't care what the hell you do with the third then. because that's, that's just a layup, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying is like, obviously I tried Gauthier first, but VC kind of fits that mold better, if that makes sense. But again, I would try Gauthier first and see if that works. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, if you recall, I think it was on my first podcast with you guys here, that was a line that I wanted to see happen was Kreider, Trochek, and Gauthier because it was just like, man, three of our fastest players hard nose crashed in it and that's our third line like that could give team fits and especially that sounds like a playoff line to me too that's like you just had two high skilled lines coming at you and before you get to a shutdown line you got to deal with those speed demons like good luck to you so oh, yeah and then not- and then and then if they get mod oh by the way you managed to deal with our third lines we scored a few goals in you now you're trying to score on us oh you got to deal with Mott, Goudreau, and VC as your shutdown line. Oh, and if you get past them, you have to get past Shesterkin. Yep. Yeah. That's... Have fun. <laughs> have have All fun. Yep. Definitely a good day to be a Rangers fan. Uh, thank you so much to the listeners. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on our usual schedule.